if it's Trump versus Biden, recent polls suggest Trump has an advantage. Plus, is Cori Bush funneling donations from Black Lives Matter protesters to her husband's security firm? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Cardio Miracle Studios here in lovely eastern indiana i want to go ahead and improve your heart health we'll stick around we'll talk about that later but first gonna go ahead and reintroduce today's guest you know him you love him from stop the president.com or stop joe.com uh to the committee to stop the president ted harvey welcome back to the brian nichols show how you doing I'm great. Thanks for having me back on. I appreciate it. Great to have you back on the show, Ted. Uh, always a pleasure and always a fun conversation. So looking forward to uh, digging into uh, all things uh, the Bidens, all things Black Lives Matter, turning into or uh, being, I guess, exposed rather as nothing more than a slush fund. Uh, but before we do that, for the folks maybe who they haven't heard you on the past appearances here in the Brian Nichols Show, do us a favor, reintroduce Ted Harvey here to the Brian Nichols Show audience. Well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate being on. Um, yes, I'm a former Colorado legislator, served in the state house for five years and the state Senate for eight years. And in 2013, I helped start the Stop Hillary PAC. And uh, we became one of the most influential PACs in the 2016 elections and pushed the whole Benghazi thing to the front of the everybody's conscience. And I think probably turned the tide on in that election. And then when Trump was uh, nominated, we became the committee to defend the president and we became the largest pro-Trump pack in the country. And then when um, Biden was sworn in, I don't say when he won, I say when he was sworn in, we changed the name of the pack from the committee to defend the president to the committee to defeat the president at stopjoe.com. So um, that's what I do every single day is uh, work my tail end off to make sure that we stop the radical left from taking over our country and, and holding them accountable and holding Joe Biden and his administration accountable. Well, and if things, fingers crossed, knock on wood, are going the way they seem to be going, you might be having some impact because even according to some recent polls, like companies like CBS, they're, yes, acknowledging the elephant in the room that when it comes to a Trump versus Biden head-to-head hypothetical matchup in 2024, Donald Trump's in the lead. And uh, this is not just a uh, one-time example in a poll, but rather this is starting to become the norm in a lot of polls. And I think it's speaking to not just... The, the reservations a lot of folks have with Biden's age because, uh, yeah, he's a thousand years old and it's obvious he's, he's losing his faculties. He's, you rambling off mid sentence when he's talking to, uh, to, to the pressers. He's walking randomly off stage. You know, we showed the, the one clip here last time you were on the show where he was on the, uh, the, the morning show and he's like, all right, see you later. As she's still trying to give like the outro and he just like meanders off stage. So folks are naturally concerned. Plus, folks are really starting to feel it, right? Like they're feeling the hit at home economically, inflation, even though they're saying, oh, inflation's going down. Like 
inflation is still compounded on top of itself. So they're like, it's down to 3.2%. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't excuse the fact that it was like 9% a couple months ago. So what are we doing there? And uh, then uh, you also factor in a, a looming, which we all feel recession coming somewhere around the corner. Banks are starting to do commercials that are like, even when times get tough, we're still there for you. And I'm like, ooh, that's not good. When the banks are doing the like hold tight commercials, like you know things are about to get weird. So Biden versus Trump. I think folks are starting to come to the uh, the understanding, the I don't know, uh, the the uh, the realization, Ted, that maybe, just maybe, things were objectively better for the four years under Trump than they had been under the three years of Joe Biden. What say you? I think that last point is the key point. Um, Donald Trump is not just some nominee going up against the incumbent president of the United States. He was president for four years and can point to the successes of his administration, especially the way he handled the economy. And poll after poll after poll shows that up against Joe Biden, um, who do you think can handle the economy better? 70% of the people across the board of, you know, in a, in the uh, general population believe that Trump can handle the economy better than Joe Biden does. That is devastating for an incumbent president to have those kind of numbers against a, a, a um, some, somebody running against him. And, and then you, the one other thing you forgot to mention in that litany of things that are pr- burdening the president is what's going on with open border policies and the impact that it's having on Democrat constituents in New York State, in Chicago, and other places around the country that have been sanctuary cities and never had to have the effects of, of what this actually means when you open up the border and allow everybody to come in. Now they're feeling the effects. It's truly a humanitarian crisis on the streets of New York. And the, their schools are overwhelmed. Their hospitals are overwhelmed. They're putting them up in hotels that are just now squalor places. And um, it's, it's horrifying what's going on in these cities and the kind of diseases and things like that that's going taking place. Um, these typical... Democrat voters are seeing the real results now of what open border illegal immigration can do to a community and to a country. Do you do you think, Ted, and this is maybe this is going to that average voter. Do you think that the past three years of Biden has moved your average voter to the to the right? Because traditionally we've heard this narrative that your average voter has traditionally been moving more and more moderate left-leaning and i i wonder if any of that has reversed course under biden because obama was popular right and and it was it was popular to be an obama fan nobody's out there being like yeah i love biden i supported him in 2020 and i'm enthusiastically supporting him in 2024 unless you're a paid for uh, gen z influence over on on social media like twitter but that's a different conversation for a different day but i mean to that point though ted do you think that there are any folks out there who they maybe have found themselves politically now leaning more right because they're just seeing firsthand also that to your point like these policies we thought sounded great sounded humanitarian like open borders and sanctuary cities that all of a sudden when the policies actually come home to roost we realize firsthand that oh maybe this isn't the utopian ideal that we had when we first put these policies into place internally and also maybe it's because we also didn't think 
We weren't going to face the consequences of our vote. Something like that, too. Without a doubt. Mm. Um, you, you look when Obama ran the first time around, he was a rock star. He was bigger than life. He was the most charismatic person to be on the political stage in yours in my lifetime. And so it was cool to be supporting Obama. Everybody out there wanted to be on the cool kids team, you know, and support Obama. You know, nobody wants to be on the team of the guy who can't um, give a speech without um, stumbling over his lines and then suddenly walks off the stage of a Medal of Honor recipients award winning ceremony. Um, and and they're looking at that and they're going, we're going to elect this guy who can't put together two sentences to be the president of the United States for another four years? Absolutely not. And And then you see what the real results are of their policies when the radical left is in control of this country, um, you get open borders, you get your, your schools and your hospitals and your streets overrun like they're seeing in New York City. But not only that, you see them pushing all of the radical um, LGBTQ policies that um, you know we've been talking about forever, saying if you go down this road, it's going to be a disaster. Well, now you have the, the president of the United States arguing against the NCAA saying that you should be forcing um, men to be able to play in women's sports. You should do that in high school. You should do that in junior high school. And he's destroying women's athletics. And we've been saying this for, for years that, you know, first you said you just wanted civil unions. Then you wanted gay marriage. Now you're going to be trying to um, normalize this kind of behavior to the point where you want to be brainwashing kids and grooming kids. Um, this is not what your average blue collar, hardworking American wants for their kids and for their grandkids future. But that's where the Democrat party is. They are so far to the left of where mainstream America is. They can't even realize it. And um, they're beholden to this small, very small sliver of their um, base that now they can't run away from it and they're all in and they it, it takes down the democrat party so be it i'm six foot five you know like i'm 270 plus pounds i'm a big guy i go to the gym i lift heavy weights for anyone to pretend that i am objectively stronger than a female that would be my equal height I, I don't know what to tell them. Like, I, I, I just, this is biology. This is the basics. I mean, you, you, this is why men and women's sports existed in the first place, is because we acknowledged that there was a fundamental biological difference between boys and girls. And, and instead of celebrating those differences, we've been, we've been forced to mush everybody together into this just kind of weird, weird, uh, like gray, nothingness and it's it's very interesting though ted right when we foil that to what was promoted just a few short years ago when all that mattered was the color of your skin that was during the heat of the black lives matter protests and amongst them uh cory bush one of the, the the squad she was ushered in there uh with uh with a the bunch of the other squad members there and, and her big claim to fame was also this 
uh, Black Lives Matter. And, and it turns out Cori Bush is now facing some increased scrutiny. Uh, maybe some campaign pay, uh, payments that she sent to her husband for some security services. Ted, we're going to have to go ahead and dig really into detail there. But first, before we go ahead and do that, got to go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor. And that is the one and only Cardio Miracle, folks. I am a huge fan of Cardio Miracle, and I've been using it now for about four months, and and here's what I have to say. If you are looking to improve your blood pressure, if you are looking to improve your your sex health, if you are looking to improve the, uh, the pump that you have at the gym, if you are looking to improve your energy levels, if you are looking to get a better night sleep, yeah, I know it all sounds too good to be true to be found in one awesome, awesome solution, but I guarantee Cardio Miracle is the real deal. It is absolutely the finest heart and health supplement in the world, and you can experience the Cardio Miracle difference for yourself as a member of the Brian Nichols Show audience and save 15% on your order as they are our Cardio Miracle Studio sponsor, 52 awesome ingredients, all in one drink, uh, all scientifically engineered to help improve your heart health. The main key ingredient, nitric oxide. Why is that important? Because it helps open up your blood vessels. It helps improve your circulation, and it is truly one of those miracle substances. I had John Hewlett here on the show, CEO and founder of Cardio Miracle, and he goes into the, the awesome science that is behind nitric oxide and why it's so pertinent to a a successful heart health regimen. So if you want to go ahead and experience the cardio miracle difference for yourself, 15% off your order if you use code TBNS at checkout or if you click the links uh, in the show notes or on our homepage there at briannicholshow.com. Link should instantly uh, have the discount applied there at checkout. But one more time, folks, if you want to go ahead and get the best heart supplement on the market, and oh, by the way, did I mention this, Ted? Money back guarantee. So quite literally, you have nothing to lose other than those sleepless nights and your high blood pressure. So head over to Cardio Miracle today and experience the difference for yourself. And of course, one more time, use code TBNS at checkout. Ted, Corey Bush, uh-oh, she's in trouble. Talk to us. What's going on there? Well, it's great that you tied it into the Black Lives Matter protests. And if you remember that time, Corey Bush was leading the effort to defund the pres- defund the police all across the country. Um, and during that, it also came to light that she was um, paying for armed guards. So you and I can't have police to protect us. She wants to take away our Second Amendment rights, and so we can't defend ourselves. And then she wants to pay for armed guards to protect her. One of the people that she was paying was her boyfriend at the time um, to be a security guard. He is now her husband, and um, she is paying him with campaign dollars to be a security guard, though He has never been a security guard. He has no experience being a security guard, nor does he have a license to be a security guard. And in Missouri and where she is from and in Washington, D.C., where she works, you have to have a license to be a security guard. And um, her husband doesn't have a license. So either they're lying about the fact that he is a security guard and and they're paying him with with donor money, campaign money to, to do that job. And she's funneling money to their household bank accounts when he's not actually a security guard or he's a security guard and he's not 
um, complying with being a licensed security guard. So you can't have it both ways. It's he's either breaking the law on one side or breaking the law on the other side. And uh, so our PAC has called him out. We believe that they are funneling money from their campaign account, just paying him to quote be a security guard when he's not doing anything, and uh, that's against the law. And um, you you can pay. Uh, family members to do legitimate campaign work, but we don't do, believe he's doing legitimate campaign work. And they're freaking out. They're, uh, this story has gone mainstream. Fox News is picking it up. Others are picking it up. And all across the internet, uh, conservative uh, outlets are picking it up. And and so the Cory Bush campaign and their team is, is freaking out. And um, they just keep digging a hole that keeps getting bigger every time they uh, open their mouths. Ah, you know, uh, there's, there's worse things, but you, and I'm glad that you, you, you guys did this right, Ted, to help kind of raise awareness to the levels of hypocrisy. But I also love the fact that we, we didn't lead with this story and here's why, because to your average person, this story, yeah, it, it feels good to see like finally the, the, the Cory Bushes of the world being called out for their hypocrisies, but it doesn't change the fact that you know, some families can't afford to, to feed their families. It doesn't change the fact that they're, you know, having trouble filling up the, the gas tank to get to work. It doesn't change the fact that their kids are wearing the same clothes that are starting to get a little worn down because they can't afford to get that brand new school outfit for their kids. Like, those are the things that really matter to parents right now. And, and that's why, like, you guys are doing such great work across the board of raising awareness and fighting the good fight in all areas. Like, we have to fight the, the battles in policy. We have to fight the battles when it comes to, to calling out the, the, the nonsense and, and the, the hypocrisy. We have to fight the battles in the cultural arena. And I think, you know, it is imperative on us to kind of play all, all different roles at, at all different times, frankly, because that's the way that the world is right now. We're, we're in this instantaneous, fast paced moving world where, you know, the narrative's changing, the, the, yeah, and you have to keep up and you have to set the narratives. And, and frankly, that's what you guys did so beautifully here. And it speaks to, again, I want to reemphasize the hypocrisy. We, we've spent, yeah, how many years now going through the, 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 the narratives being promoted by the radicals there in the movement of the Black Lives Matter movement. And, and behind that, movement the ideology the, the 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 just outright marxism behind the 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 thinkers of the people that they're supporting it it just leads me to wonder not so much wonder i guess you know here i'll put on where's my hat it's somewhere i'll put on my conspiracy hat for a second ted like this all kind of just seems like when you look at the world right now and this this subvert communist uh, takeover in so many different areas in our institutions, through the culture, through, through entertainment, through media, like, is it all part of this plan? Right. And I, I use the pejorative, is it part of the plan? But like, no, is it part of something that like, it just seems like there's too many coincidences for all these things to have their, their communist roots, I'm just like, are we missing something? Where, 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 why, why are these things tying together? What am I missing? Ted, save me, help me out here. Well, I think it could be both, right? An arrogant, elitist, corrupt Washington, D.C., where you have Hunter Biden and Joe Biden shaking down our enemies and getting $50 million 
put into their own private bank accounts and sent out to all of the Biden family members, even those that are under the age of 18, are getting millions of dollars deposited into their bank accounts. And nobody in the press seems to think that that's important. They just cover it all up. Um, and this is the same kind of thing, just on a little smaller level, where they're taking money out of their campaign accounts and funneling it to their private accounts um, for their own beneficial use, while Americans are not able to buy food at the grocery store because the cost of goods are so through the roof, but they don't care. The The establishment in Washington, D.C. don't care. The The media doesn't care. It, you know, if you want to defend yourself, sorry, you can't do that, but we're going to have armed guards. And it's not just this squad member. You, there was a story that came out last week that um, AOC is going all over the world on these congressional junkets where you are allowed to take your spouse, but you that's it. You know, you can't take your whole family or anything like that. Well, AOC is not married and it's against the law for her to be bringing guests with her on all of these junkets. So what did she do? She said that her boyfriend is her spouse on all of the paperwork on, you know, tens, 20, 30 different junkets, congressional junkets that they've gone on. She's taken her boyfriend, which is a violation of congressional rules, using taxpayer dollars to travel around the country. They're so elitist and they're so privileged and they don't care that they're violating the law because nobody's going to hold them accountable. Our PAC, the Committee to defend, Defeat the President at StopJoe.com, we are the ones that are pushing back against Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. We're pushing back against AOC and about Cori Bush. No other group is doing it. The, the RNC isn't doing it, that's for sure. And, and the <laughs> folks in Congress, the ethics committees aren't doing anything to hold these folks accountable. We're the only ones doing it. And somebody has to, so we're doing it. Oh, yeah, I love the Black Lives Matter leadership having four houses and the progressives championing that. And then meanwhile, you can't have your gas stove there, Ted, because equality or equity or whatever the narrative is today. Um, Ted, climate change. It's all climate change. It's, it, it, all it, it's always climate change. And by the way, folks, if you want to go ahead and see just an absolutely fantastic episode where we debunk the debunkers. I had Dr. Patrick Moore. He's one of the co-founders of Greenpeace back in the 70s. And he's so just over this this BS. He goes through line by line and just absolutely annihilates common uh, myths. So if you want to go ahead and check out that episode, I'll include it at the end of today's episode over on the YouTubes. Uh, otherwise, if you're listening to us in the podcast version, just go to briannickleshow.com. Go to the archives. I forget which episode, but it was uh, probably in the past month or so. You'll be able to find that one. But other than that, um, Ted, let's go towards our, our final thoughts for today. Uh, and I'll kick things off. That's cool. Um, like, I'm... I'm I want to go back to something I raised up earlier, and that is focusing on the things that, that matter to your average person. Um, I, I've had a number of conversations with, with folks locally here, and I live in a small town in rural Indiana, and, and, and the, the conversations I'm having with people locally are, are like night and day different than the conversations I'm having online. And it makes me take a step back and be like, are we sometimes focusing not so much on the issues that other folks care about truly, but rather what we think in our our like online bubble that people care about, if that makes sense, right? So sure. I've, I've, I've been kind of 
like going through and 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 working this out a little bit as I've I've been you know trying to figure out how to bring this to the show because what what do we do here in the show we we talk about how do we communicate these ideas to your average person and I didn't want to get to the point where I'm I'm telling people the wrong thing and, and I think what I'm finding though is that there there's kind of like two different battles that we we have to play one is a national conversation and the national conversation sets the tone right it sets is Tom Woods um very very renowned libertarian podcaster um he he calls it the 3 by 5 card of allowable opinion right so like when you're having these national cultural conversations that impact what people are actually having conversations about or it sets what the parameters for where we're allowed to have conversations i think it's important there but then when you go towards the local level you're going to find that those issues are going to be more local, like specific, but more often than not, they usually are like ripples from that national that national conversation, right? So, if the national conversation is just a, a grand conversation about you know Biden's failing economy, that's great, it's true, right? Bidenomics is not successful, but as it ripples down to your average person, maybe it's more it's more focused on the the impact of that person in, when they're paying their bills like their electric bills at you know, at the end of the month or trying to fill up their grocery cart or you know we mentioned you know, trying to to fill up their car to to bring their kid to 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 you know their their soccer game whatever it may be so like i i think overall right my i'm trying to to tie these together a little bit i i think it's important for us to engage in both the national conversation and that local conversation, specifically to the person you're talking to, but I guess it really comes down to knowing your audience, right? Knowing who it is you're speaking to and, and what it is that resonates to them. If they're if they're more on board with having a national dialogue, have that national dialogue, but don't don't speak past the other folks. And I think if you do you end up trying to speak more one-on-one to the other folks about those specific issues, we'll actually find we're gonna build more of a relationship that we can bring them on board down the road to the national conversation. So I hope that kind of makes sense, folks. I've really been trying to work through this over the past few weeks here, um, you know, as we're, we're bringing folks on the show who we start talking a little bit more conspiratorial in some instances. Not today's show. Don't worry, Ted. Uh, previous shows. Uh, but like, you know, as we kind of go into that world, I, I want to make sure we bring it back a little bit. And, and make sure we are focusing on the things that do matter. So um, that's kind of my disjointed, but to the audience who's been with us for the past few episodes, they get it. Um, <laughs> my final thoughts, Ted, what do you have for us on your end? Thanks. Well, without a doubt, you know, I always, I, I run a lot of campaigns around the country and I always tell all of the candidates that it doesn't matter what you think. It matters what the voters think. It's not, it doesn't matter what's important to you. It matters what's important to the voters. And I think that is what Donald Trump did so well in 2016 is he really had his finger on the pulse of the average American across the country when he talked about the forgotten man. And it wasn't talking about, you know, esoteric things about NAFTA or stuff like that. He was talking about the impact that NAFTA has on the average American in there, that their livelihoods were taken away by by Washington, D.C. elite that didn't really understand the impact of their policies, nor did they care. Um, and Donald Trump cared about those people on the ground. He cared about those forgotten workers that lost their jobs to NAFTA. They lost their jobs to the 
unfair trade with China. And he said he was going to go in there and he was going to fight for them. And I think that the Republican Party, at least the Republican candidates, need to be having that same kind of conversation with those forgotten people on the ground. And what's what are they passionate about? What are they concerned with? And you need to look no further than what's going on with the automakers that um, are having to deal with the the um, strikes that are about to happen. Those automakers were the, were, are in a tough bind because it was it's it's this administration that is destroying the American automakers by pushing this radical Green New Deal stuff on the automakers. They're required to build cars that aren't necessarily competitive with their main product, which is the F-150, the Colorado, the, the, you know, the Suburbans out there. Those are the number one selling vehicles. But because of the Green New Deal, they're being forced to make cars that are not competitive. And then they are losing business to um, the Teslas of the world and other uh, companies that don't have to deal with these mandates and they're losing profit share and their employees are getting hurt by it. So it's interesting. The unions that have worked so hard to get Joe Biden and the Democrats elected are now the ones that are feeling the true effect of what happens when you put all your eggs behind the radical left that want to ruin your job. Um, but the Republicans have to tap into what's going on there and say, if you elect us, if you vote for us, we're going to do everything we can to do away with these mandates that get you back to work and make your cars competitive so that you can make more money on the line. But right now, the Democrats are in charge and they don't really care what's happening to these auto workers. And um, the auto workers are now striking because of it. They, they can't afford to live because they aren't making enough money. Man, there's two parts of me. I, I know we're at the end of the show, but like two, I had to respond to this really quick. Like, There's two parts of me that are dying inside trying to fight uh one another to be like the main uh the main response the one response is to be like good you get what you vote for because like let's be real what 90 percent of these auto workers in the union they probably voted for these 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 policies i don't know about that i don't know about don't that i know that their money went to elect them the unions took money out of their bank accounts out of their checkbooks and spent 90 percent of that money on electing democrats but there's a lot of hardworking, God-fearing, blue-collar patriots on the union line, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that they voted ninety percent to support these radical Democrats. So their the, money did, the union's money and, did. And if that's but, the case, right? Like, and I guess that's the other part of me. It's like go to those folks and be like, it's not your fault, right? Like to bring them on board, which I think to win, right? That and that's the part we have to focus on. How do we win? And we can't go in and be like, you rubes. And like just make them feel bad and like your union voted for you know spent oodles of dollars on democrat candidates because we've had uh folks from the fairness center here in the brian nichols show who've told you uh yeah they represent employees who are are working for public sector unions who maybe did or or, or private sector unions who didn't have a choice for that company so like right. going through and talking about yeah so that that that's a very astute point ted um and and i guess you know to that point too that's why 
we are doing what we're doing here at the show because because we have to be able to have these conversations with folks who maybe aren't already on board with us. Believe it or not, not everybody already agrees with us. I know that's hard to imagine there, folks. Um, I'm so, pretty persuasive, too. I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, I know. They just got to listen to this episode a few times and they'll be sold. So uh, with that being said, Ted, uh, they obviously can go ahead, re-listen today, uh, today's episode or go back, check some of the archives. We had you on a few times during the program. So folks, go listen there. But otherwise, Ted, where can folks go ahead support all the great work you're doing find you on social media and if they want to continue the conversation reach out yeah first and foremost stopjoe.com that's the place where you're going to see most of our our op-eds and most of the commercials that we're doing and everything um but also follow us on social media at defeat underscore joe defeat underscore joe on uh twitter on facebook and almost every other social media platform out there we are on so we'd love to have you join the the stop joe army and uh help us out we'd much appreciate it ted harvey it's been a pleasure always a great conversation and folks if you enjoyed today's episode well you know the drill go ahead give it a share when you do please tag yours truly at b nichols liberty x.com formerly twitter as well as facebook we can also be found over on ben swan's sovereign s-o-v R-E-N, which is also where we upload the entire episode of The Brian Nichols Show in its video format, in its entirety, before anywhere else. That's your Sovereign exclusive. Otherwise, you want to go ahead and find us on more traditional platforms like uh, YouTube, Rumble, or, yeah, Twitter, X.com. Yeah, we upload our entire episodes in their video entirety over on x.com now so go ahead find us there or like i mentioned your traditional platforms like youtube which if you are watching us there hit that subscribe button little notification bell and also go down to the comments let us know what your thoughts were of today's episode are ted and i off base are the democrats actually not hypocritical if they were supporting uh black lives matter and now with this whole cory bush thing we want to hear your thoughts and maybe your disagreements but please of course keep it cordial and then by the way we do have the audio version of the show your favorite podcast uh medium whatever it is apple podcast youtube music spotify wherever it may be just hit that subscribe button in little notification bell for the brian nichols show and also if you'd be so kind hit that download all unplayed episodes over 770 other episodes of the program 300 or 30 away that is from 800 episodes i'm still shook that we're already that uh that much but hey we've been doing the show now since like what 27 17, 2018, somewhere in there. So, uh, folks, yes, it's been an absolute blast today. And by the way, we had some great episodes recently. We had Maj Tori from Black Guns Matter. Go ahead, check that episode out. Um, I'll make sure, actually, if you're joining us here on YouTube, I'll include that right here afterwards. Uh, oh, no, that's, I'm lying. I'm lying. I said I was, was going to include uh, Dr. Moore's video. If you want to check out Maj Tori's episode over on Black Guns Matter, uh, go to thebrianicholshow.com. You can find all of our episodes over there. So, uh, yeah, that was a great conversation, though. He's a, a really cool guy, and they're doing great great work there helping bring 2A to uh, to to blue cities who so desperately need it. So other than that, Ted, any final words, anything we forgot that you want to uh, to leave the audience with today? No, you're awesome, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Ted, it's a great show. Absolutely, my man. Thank you for joining us. And folks, thank you for joining us. With that being said, Brian Eagle signing off here on the Brian Eagle show for Ted Harvey. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.